Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Don't miss the party. I'm going to take my time and preach the same thing I preached last week. Because this is so important. I didn't finish it. I, don't, I don't, didn't have much to go, so let me just start with an appetizer. Um, I don't remember whether I shared this or not. If I did, this will just be a review. If I didn't, this is very important when I was talking about the new covenant. I want you to mark this down in your Bible, Summit folks, um, just to keep this in front of you because this is what the new covenant is about. Now, don't take this for granted because there, there are people who talk about new covenant and it's um, kind of thrown around in church. Church people have heard about new covenant, but a lot of people don't realize we're out of the old and into the new. We, we have a new covenant. And, but what is it? Now, if you ask some people, well, what is it? A lot of people can't tell you. So I want you to mark in your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 8, verses 7 through 13. And let this take root on the inside. We're not going to read all of it. I taught this when I taught about the New Covenant, what, what it's about. Now, what, it make, what makes it all work is the fact that now you can read the previous verses about all these benefits that we have, that he writes his laws on our minds and puts them on our hearts, and he'll be uh, our God, and he'll, um, and, and, and so what makes that all work is verse 12. Okay, and so as a review, three things. He puts his laws in our hearts, writes them on our minds. Two, he will be our God. Three, all will know me. And the word know means to know intuitively without effort. That's a review of everything that we've talked about in that New Covenant series, okay? Now, what makes it all work? Here's the other thing in that series. The other thing, or the thing that makes it all work is that I, verse 12, this is the key of all of this. This is, this is the Father's great love for us. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. You know the word merciful means? I will be their mercy seat. And to remind you of the mercy seat in the old covenant, there, the mercy seat was like a lid over the Ark of the Covenant. Inside of the Ark, you, you, you had this, um, that, that bowl of, of, of manna. And that represented Israel's rebellion against God's provision. You had Aaron's rod that budded inside of that ark, represented Israel's rebellion against God's authority. And then you had the Ten Commandments in there. There were 613 laws, but inside the ark were 10 of them, the big 10. That represented Israel's rebellion against God's law. It was put inside of the, uh, let this cup be the ark, 
So all those items representing Israel's rebellion was in, in, inside. And then inside of what? Inside of the what? The Ark of the Covenant. Now the mercy seat sat on top. It was a lid that covered the priest this is not pre-planned the priest would sprinkle blood on top on top of the ark were two angels, one this way, one like that. Their wings touched. Their eyes looked down. Their eyes represented God's eyes. Guess what? They didn't, they didn't peek inside. What they saw was the blood. I will be their mercy seat. Jesus, you see that word propitiation for our sin? Whenever you see that, he's uh, the propitiation for our sin. That, what that means is, in the Greek, it means mercy seat. Jesus is our mercy seat. He was the fulfillment. See, all of those items, give me a little light in the house. All, lo- all those items in the old covenant, uh, the, the tabernacle, was a type of Jesus. Jesus fulfilled all of that. That was, see, the mercy seat that was there was this, all, all of that symbolism was to show us Jesus. See, there were types and shadows. Man, I, I, I don't know. This is so simple that it takes somebody to help you misunderstand it. Because Jesus is all over the Bible. But you got to watch these legalists. Everybody say legalists. If that's one thing God is angry about, I mean, he's not really not angry about nothing, but, but I mean, what, 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 what annoys God is these legalists that try to talk people out of their blessing and their freedom and their liberty in Christ Jesus. He said, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. In other words, I'll be their mercy seed. I am the mercy seed. So when you sin, he don't see your sin, he see the blood. He ain't peeking. What does the last part of that say? And their sins, I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness. In other words, I'll be their mercy seat. So you're not unrighteous anymore. Your righteousness is not a filthy rags. That's the old covenant. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. He's merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. No more in the Greek is a double negative. What that, what that means is I will by no means ever remember. If he ain't remembering it, what are you doing to remember it? I don't care if you did it last night. I will by no means ever remember. You say, Pastor, if you you just giving people a license to sin, people are sinning enough without without a license. They just ain't telling you about it. But when you know you're forgiven, 
You don't, it doesn't make you want to sin more. It makes you want to sin less when you see how loved you are. Now back to this party. The kingdom of God is like a, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for a vineyard. Let, let me point this out. This is not, this is, this is telling you what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is not, <laughs> this is not, listen, uh, business owners, people who got business, this is not the way to run, uh, run a business. He's not telling you this, that, that this is the way you're supposed to run a business. He's t- teaching you this to show you what the kingdom is like. <laughs> God, as I, I shared this with you, is a bookkeeper's nightmare. He's an auditor's nightmare. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. So pay attention to the word like. So he's, he's telling us this is how the kingdom works. All right? Grace is not fair. It's not fair to promote you in, in front of people who have more seniority or more education. <laughs> Favor ain't fair. God will catapult you over people that some things that take people years to do, God can do overnight. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing idle all day? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, you will receive. So when When evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to the steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those and when those came who were hired about the the 11th hour, they each received a denarius. Okay, and basically a denarius was a day's pay. Now, let me, let me set the environment for you, and this is what make, makes the story really hit home to, to people uh, and really shock them at the same time. In that culture, it was, it was a mean and a cruel culture. The generosity shown by this landowner, nobody did that. It was a strict, mean, and a, and a cruel culture. So that's, that's the, the, the backdrop of this. So when the first came, they supposed they would, would receive more, the ones that worked all day. And likewise, received a denarius. Man, they've been working out there 
<laughs> 12 hours, man. Some, some nine hours. Some six hours. But the ones that came at the 11th hour got the same pay. They were happy if it wasn't for that because they got what, what they agreed to. But they got their eyes on somebody else. So when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and likewise they received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against God, I mean the landowner, saying, these last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and heat of the day. Again, this is not how to run a business, but this is how the kingdom works. And he answered one of them and said, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Then go on somewhere. Huh? He said, that's what he said. Take what is yours and, and go on somewhere. Go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. Okay? This is what the kingdom is like. This is what the kingdom is like. In other words, this is how things are done. This, this is there to show us how things are done in the kingdom and the nature of the king. Okay? Now, let's just review and summarize these things. These last workers, he didn't hire them or uh, he, he didn't hire them because he needed them. He just knew they needed to eat. He hired them, in other words, according to the, 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 generous, the, the generosity of his heart. He didn't, he didn't pay them according to the work they did. He paid them according to the generosity of his heart. It was, he, he rewarded them based on his nature, the kind of, of person he was, his character, not it wasn't about what they did. Doesn't that sound like grace? Because this landowner represents God. And what this tells us is that God is really, really, really big. He's really, really, really kind. He's really, really, really generous, and he's very, very, very good. Hallelujah. Here's something else. God, something, something you need to know about God. Listen, and, and think about this, regardless of what you're going through or how long is the manifestation going to take? Don't try to figure out how he's going to do it. I, I'm, 
I mean, I love this song. I'm, I'm amazed by you, how you love me. I mean, I'm still just, oh, so excited. I'm just, I'm about, to, the, the, the weather's changing. I'm about to get my roof done. And I could have got scratched my head about how my roof was going to be done. It was saying it was going to be $20,000. Now I'm getting it done for free. It's just crazy. You, you see, you, I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. That's why you can't just look at circumstances and then feel sorry for yourself. And why did this happen to me? I, I, could, I could have said, man, well, why did the lightning hit my house? The, the God didn't send the lightning, but he worked all things together for my good. And God said, okay, let's see what I can cook up. Let's get this roof done. He already know that. See, God... God is just, he's just kicking back. He don't get bothered when things hit you. You got to look at this big, 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 this is the reason why I said that. I want to get this image of this kind, loving God who sings over you, who, who laughs. He's just having fun, man. And he wants you to come into his party. When we party. We party harder. Yeah. When we boogie, we boogie woogie. Who is that did that, man? I mean, my goodness, man. Last, last week was another song. Another song. Praise God, man. That was a, that, that was a, well, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, LTD, wasn't it? Yes. See? Matt know what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all don't know nothing. Young, young folks don't know nothing about Jeffrey Osborne. All that kind of stuff. He's big, man. I'm, I'm going to lay a statement on you. I'm, I'm, I'm going methodically here because I want you to get this image of this really big, generous God. Nothing catches him by surprise. Amen. And so you, you got authority over all the works of the devil. He gives you the keys of the kingdom. And when things come against you, don't speak what is. Speak faith to that situation. Bind them problems. Loose those blessings. Huh? He's giving you authority. Somebody cross your legs and say, I'm in charge. No, no need to get to get worried about anything. In a thousand years, I never would have dreamed that, okay, I'm going to get my roof done like that. You don't have to figure nothing out. Just leave it to God. <clears throat> I'm setting you up here. Something else we need to learn from this. This is what the kingdom's like, all right? It seems in a natural like this man, this landowner is unfair. But God is never unfair according to his standards of fairness. <laughs> you get that? According to his standards of fairness. Think about that no matter what you're going through. Now, at the time, it might have seemed, man, I'm leaving my house, going to church. 
while neighbors are sitting around, not saying that they all don't, don't go to church, don't misunderstand me, but as I, as I go down the street, people, they walk in their dog and all this kind of stuff. You ever, you ever go to church and find these people, they, you know, they just they ain't even thinking about church? Huh? It's like, well, how come the lightning didn't hit their house? Seemed like the lightning going to hit somebody's house. Why I got to be the mantle of God? <laughs> uh, you understand? So, why my house? But I got to realize, God, see, God didn't do that. First of all, you got to know that this, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what God will do, he'll take what the devil meant for harm and turn it into good. There's no temptation, trial, or test is taking you, but such is common to man. The trials and tests come to us all, but what happens, God is faithful. He'll not, he'll not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but he'll with the temptation make the way of escape. God doesn't send the temptation, but he'll make the way of escape. God won't put any more on you. No, shut up with that. That, that doesn't say that. I, I didn't say that. See, because some people are twisted because they got religion in their head. It said, no temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. It didn't say that God put the that God didn't put any more on you. That's not even in the Bible. God will make a way of escape for you. Don't start tripping about, well, uh, why did it happen to me? I don't know. All I know is I'm getting a new roof. You understand? God is never unfair. Remember this, no matter what you're going through, God is never unfair according to his standards of fairness. I told you this before, and I stand to, I stand to it. I think God could have stopped that lightning from coming. I think those angels, angels are assigned to you. After the temptation of Jesus, the, the angels came and ministered to him. Hebrews says their ministering spirits sent the minister for you. Because I thought about it. How come the angels didn't stop that? Then I, I, I got the revelation why. Because I think one of the angels said, wait a minute, let's not stop this lightning. Let, let's just let it come through because we'll get his roof done out this thing. That's my story, and I'm standing to it. You think I'm joking, but I'm serious. Because guess what? That lightning didn't touch me. It just touched a few things. Went through the fire. You caused men to ride over our heads. Had people mess with me. Went through the fire. This is my testimony. I'm going to keep telling it. Psalm 66, what? Went through the fire? Check. Men riding on my head? Check. Went through the fire? Check. Went through the water? Then it had some water damage. Two claims. In, in 20 years, I haven't had one claim. Now State Farm come by. I ain't going to mention that. They've been good but because of the favor of God. But I don't want to go mention that name. Now, now they, they come knocking on the door. I want to take pictures. I want to take pictures and stuff. Don't y'all mess with me now. Don't try to cancel my stuff. 
but I'm not worried about that. Went through the, went through fire, went through, through the water, some water damage, pipe bust. I ended up getting a fitness room out of it. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm not glad those things happened, but the end result of it, I'm blessed. It turned out better than it was before. Only God can do this kind of stuff. I'm trying to tell you. So, man, I wish that was me. If you get this mentality I'm talking about today, it will, it will be you. Because I'm, I'm telling you, when I'm in the situation, it don't look like it. So I'm, I'm telling you the aftermath. But see, you have to have this mentality in the situation. Because if you don't, you can be your own worst enemy. Because the devil doesn't have any more, any power over you other than what you give him. And you give him authority with your words and speaking the wrong things. You got to realize that you have authority when you're in the situation, when you're, when you're deep in it. You have authority over all the works of the devil. Somebody cross your legs and say, I'm in charge. See, let's deal with these ungrateful workers. They were, they were, I'm still reviewing, but, but we, see, we always throw out some other things because we're directed by the Spirit. Amen? You getting something? These ungrateful workers, they, they accuse the owner of being unfair. They're jealous. Now let's deal with these legalists. They are, these ungrateful workers, you take, anybody taking notes? You can take notes on the app. This is a good time to take some notes. Hey Amen. I know we're into technology and stuff, but we, we can take notes. Take notes to you. You can have your little digital pencils and stuff. Or just plain old paper. I still use paper, believe it or not. Some of y'all think I'm all, I, I, got, I got a bunch of notebooks. I like to write. I got tons of notebooks. I write things for different subjects. I don't care however you do it, with your finger. Just take some notes, type. Get them smartphones out and let them be smart for you. Because this is really good stuff. I want to get stuff into you. It'll stick because these legalists are out there. See, these are, these are legalists with bookkeepers' hearts. And they, 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 they will go to heaven miserable. Le legalists are never happy because the re religion, legalistic thinking, always, always, always ministers misery. <laughs> the only time that they're a little happy is when you're more miserable than them. <laughs> and, and, and that only lasts temporarily. So they're jealous because of somebody, what somebody else had, Okay. They wanted everybody, everybody say they're, they're legalists, 
with bookkeepers' hearts. See, they wanted everybody to be paid by the books. They wanted everybody to be paid according to the books. Because after all, that's what's fair. Right? But they don't understand. The kingdom, this is not how the kingdom works. The kingdom has another way of doing things. Jesus, somebody wake the person up next to you. Say, pay, pay attention. Look up, look up at me right now. Look up at me right now. Let me tell you something. Jesus changed the rules. The kingdom has another way of doing things. See, we've been released from the law. Romans 7 says that we are dead to the law, that we may be married to another, that's Jesus, that we may bear fruit to God. He, he took the handwriting of ordinances that were contrary to us, and he nailed it to the cross, talking about the, the law. And that was a part of the law of Ten Commandments that was, was written with the finger of God. He took the law, and he said those rules, the Old Testament rule-keeping was contrary to us. The law was never intended to make a, a person righteous. He nailed them to the cross. We're, we're dead to the law, and now we're married to Jesus. Jesus changed the rules. We're not paid by the books. <laughs> We get what Jesus get. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. We're, we're released from the law. We're in this perfect law of freedom. This law, uh, James says, the law of liberty, which is the law of love, the royal law of love, the perfect law of liberty, James calls it. Thank you, Jesus. And can you imagine these guys that came in the 11th hour, that got blessed, got a day's pay for an hour's work in this culture, in this mean, cruel culture. You can imagine they going out telling everybody. They telling everybody, man, it was so contrary to culture that they had to go around telling everybody. But these ungrateful workers, they're miserable. They're going to go to heaven miserable because they're legalists, and there's people like that today. They'll go to heaven, but they're going to go there miserable because they're always angry. You know Christian folk like this? Coming into church, coming out of church, same look. Parallel passage, close with this, Luke 15. Some of you heard this story a thousand times. We'll go, go to the end. The older son, after the younger boy went out and spent his money on prostitutes and all that kind of stuff, he came back. He came back home, and the father came and jumped on him, tackled him, threw a party for him. I said it's a party going on around here. 
celebrate good times, man. It's good times. Verse 22, but the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Let me ask you a question. Legalists, there's legalists that watch this. They, they peek and watch me. And then they go behind my back and try to talk to y'all and tell you how wrong I am. I'm telling you, uh, you stay with the word. And once you, this takes root in you, you can smile while they're frowning, trying to correct you. You just stay in the party and stay out of the auditor's department. Uh, they, they want to pull you out the party and take you over to the auditor's department to tell you, you know, how you, you uh, owe God. They, want to, they do. They want to pull you out the party and pull you over here to the auditor's department and pull the books out and talk about how you owe God this and you owe God that. I know that's right. Joanne says it's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Thank you, Lord. The father said to the servants, bring out the best robe. I wanted to ask you this question. Here it is. If you've heard the story about this prodigal son, this story is more about the father's love. That's what it's really about. It's really not the boy. It's not about the boy. We, we miss this whole thing. It's really telling you about how much the father loves you. And that he doesn't reward you based on your effort or your performance or your behavior. Let me ask you this question. Did God bless this boy because of what he did? God's a bookkeeper's nightmare. It's like everybody, the older son is, is, is not enjoying the party. He's locked up in his room. Mad. Legalist. He wants this boy paid according to the books. He wants him confined to his room. He wants his, his, he wants his brother to get the time out. But instead he's got having a party. It doesn't make sense to a legalist. And it's, it's amazing how many ministers don't understand this? They might have preached on it, but don't get this. Because they're still talking about people getting rewarded according to the good that they've done. And, you know, do good, get good, do bad, get beat. <laughs> but the father said, bring out the best robe. And put it on him and put a ring on his hand, sandals on his feet. I mean, this is over the top. He could have just said, all right, dude, I forgive you, just dinner's at six. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Kind of like, you know, because the boy was ready to be handled like a servant. Because he's thinking, look, I don't even deserve to be a son. But that wasn't the father's heart. 
Wow. Everybody say, wow. wow. He's like, I mean, and, and he, he could have just said, okay, you're still my son. Just come on, eat. Don't be late. No, this over the top. Now, you know what? I, I can go faster than this, y'all. I, I do, but I, I know because in between Sundays, when I listen on Facebook, it seems like I'm the only one talking about this stuff. I'm not the only one, but it's, it's, it's just a handful, relatively speaking, in the body of Christ, just a handful of us talking about this kind of stuff. And this is not the only one, but I'm going to give a shout out to people who nationally, nationally, people like um, Joseph Prince and Creflo Dollar. And, and, and Creflo, man, uh, has helped me so much just by people that, oh, yeah, Creflo's preaching the same stuff pastors preaching, so I guess pastor's not crazy. <laughs> Sometimes people, they, they need to hear somebody like but see, what we need to do is check it out in the Word. Huh? Bring out the best robe. Ring on his hands, sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. Hallelujah. Man. Woo. See, Look, uh, drop down verse 32. It was right. Everybody say, it was right. It was right. This is talking about the generous, talking about the same thing, how big and generous and kind and good God is. It was right. I want you to stop looking at the boy and look at the father's heart. It was right that we should be, make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and lost, was lost and is found. See, the auditor's department, the legalists are about behavior modification and sin management. But see, the father, see, this, express, this is an expression of joy. He expressed joy. He said, let us, let us eat and be merry. A few more things. I'm going to hit it and quit like James Brown used to say. Some of y'all don't know nothing about. Matt knows what I'm talking about. James, he said, hit it and quit. I'm going to hit it and quit. The father, listen, the older boy was mad in his room, locked up. He said, you never, you never threw me a party. But you know what? The father basically told him, you could party all the time. You can party anytime you want to. And, and even with this other boy, neither one of them understood the father's love. The youngest son wanted to be made like, like a servant. This boy didn't understand the party was there for him all the time. But guess what? In both cases, the father pursued him. The father went to the boy's room to call him out. Call him out of the room. He said, everything you, 
Everything you, everything I have is yours. You can bring your friends over party anytime you want to. You can pull out that robe, get the sandals, get the ring. Anytime you want. He said, it was right that we do this. So, don't get pulled out of the grace party and, and, and move into the auditor's department where Scrooge is there <laughs> trying to remind you that you're behind in your payments to God. Party on. I said, party on. I said, party on. Every head body, every eye closed. Thank you, Lord. Don't miss the party, y'all.